Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. I'm your host, Zach Penser. Today's Monday, August 24th. And Reed, you're coming off another good finish, 29th at the Northern Trust Open. And we got two more weeks, hopefully, of playoffs. How's it going, guys? Doing good. Nolan, uh, Nolan how are we doing? Doing great, man. I uh, literally dodged a bullet this morning. We had a shooting down here in Portland. I wasn't there at the same time, but our building that we're constructing did did get hit. Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a wild west out here. Right, that's that's crazy. I mean, that's happening more and more nowadays. But uh, another part, we have a uh, guest with us today, uh, Brady Calkins, uh, mini tour player. Aspiring PGA Tour player, uh, very, very uh, established player and successful. Um, Brady, how we doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Where, where, where are you coming to us from, Brady? I am in uh, Montana right now on my way back from the Dakotas Tour. Stopped in a little town, seeing a – staying at an old friend's house from high school and – we're just uh, halfway there right now. Right. So, what? just traveling right now. Yeah, Long summer. You play? Uh, played 10 over the summertime. And uh, started in – we started in uh, Central Valley, which is just south of Sioux Falls this year. Okay. Uh, south Dakota. So, we started there. And then we just ended in Fargo, uh, North Dakota. A lot of traveling. It's a long summer. Yeah. What? How have you? How have results been? Um, I had a I had a good season. I got Player of the Year again, and for that I was uh, three three times in a row. So I was pretty pumped about that. Nice. Get that done, and I was able to defend one of the tournaments for the third time in a row at Hillcrest and Yankton. That was that was fun. Um, Before we get into it. Uh, 2D. How, why, why, what does it take to be able to go shoot 64 every round? I mean, out there it seems like you got to go shoot 64 or 5, you know what I mean? Like, what kind of mindset do you have to go in with? Uh, you know, everybody, everybody go, I think everybody goes into it differently, obviously. Um, I got my cousin Joe with me on the bag. So, me and him, obviously, we've known each other forever. Right. He, we grew up together, so just traveling along with him and playing golf every day with him on the bag, and we grew up together, and it was, it's just, we're really close, so it's, that just makes it even more fun, it, even in itself, just traveling with somebody like that, so um, that's the, that's the biggest piece of it, honestly, is just traveling with my cousin, and right. we, he caddies the hell out of it, so we do good almost every round. But struggled the last struggled the last couple rounds, but that's golf. Was a winner. Hey, yeah, I got a point. Hey, uh, I was looking at your shirt while you were talking there, and I have that same. The Travis Matthews one. Absolutely. Never drinking again. I saw it. I saw it at my old club, and I was like, "Oh, that's a good shirt." Then I saw the back of it. I was like, "Yeah, I've got to, I got to buy this right now." <laughs> for, for the listeners, we'll leave it. 
for uh, you to find out what the back of that shirt says. Absolutely. One day. And, uh, Bray, yeah, we mentioned you're on the Dakotas tour. You're, you're somewhat of a mini tour legend out there. I know a lot of our listeners have for sure found out who you are, mostly through daily fantasy sports, because obviously during coronavirus, you must be aware of that. And we even had, uh, we're, we're going to call him your arch nemesis, Mark Anguiano, on the show a couple weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, what's it like, like Reed said, that is there like some pressure that every single round you have to be on point? Because you can't go out and shoot a 70 and win the tournament. No, no, you got to be on point pretty much every round you play. Mark is, he, man, he's played, I've watched him play some super sick golf and uh, been lucky enough to play some good golf alongside of him. I just, I don't, I don't know if, uh, we, he got me in Borrego about a year ago. It was a good, pretty good playoff. He made a nice birdie to beat me. Um, yeah. Is there, is there a lot of other guys you see often out there or do you feel like you're, Kind of like I'm the, the tenured guys. One of the what? One of the most tenured, like you, you've been out there the most, or? Well, it depends on the Dakotas tour. The, I mean, I've been out there the last three years. Every major event, all the three-day ones, the two three-day, four-day ones, I played in all those. So I mean, I see a lot of the same faces in those for sure, because a lot of the Midwest players come out and play into those. So yeah. this year, this year, all the cow, a lot of the West coast kids came out and played too, because obviously the virus and stuff. Yeah. And you've obviously yeah. remarkably well in these mini tour events. I know, uh, like you said, you're three time consecutive player of the year in the event. Uh, like, What's your plan going forward? Are you going to keep playing these events or you want to try and, make it to one of the tours i mean i i obviously want to i want to get status and and keep moving up i don't want to i don't want to play mini tours for the rest of my life i want to i want to advance and get to the next level because uh, i've obviously done well in the mini tour events so i've proven myself there and i just i know i can play at the top of the top of the food chain so, so for i want to get of, there and, for those of who who probably don't know what how do you make the next step well, typically right now I'd be going, if everything was in, we were in normal life still, I'd be going to Q school right now to mm -hmm. first stage, get ready for first stage, and then go through, you know, four rounds at wherever you get in through your, uh, when you sign up for Q school, wherever you get in, you do first stage, then second stage, and I'm sure, you, Reed, you guys know all about it. Yeah. <sighs> And I uh, got to get to that final stage. Tried it last year, and I missed at Bear Creek. Um, it's tough. It's grind. You made it yeah. to the final stage last year? No, 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 no. I made oh. it to second stage at Bear Creek. Okay. And uh, I missed. I missed by quite a few shots. I didn't. Uh, I did not prepare well enough last year for that at all. Coming off of the Dakotas tour, I was. I was just. I was beat, and I didn't give my body enough time to rest. I just kept practicing. So. Was that your first time going through Q school? Yeah, yeah, it was. Gotcha. Well, now you got some experience. Dude, yeah, people, I'll definitely lean on it. Outsiders don't realize how um, 
much rest is needed. I mean, we get going on a four or five, six week stretch and you get into week five, man, and your body is, whether you want to admit it or not, your body is worn down a little bit from traveling and going and playing every day and going and not, you know, getting any quote unquote full rest days, you know, especially if you play weekends and whatnot. And so it gets, it gets to the point where you get broken down and you, you need a re- week or two or whatever it is to, re- to rejuvenate and kind of get back to that, you know, that first, second, third week form. Absolutely. Yeah. But before we, we get back to that, I want to get into uh, this week's tournament a little bit. It's obviously the FedEx Cup playoffs. We just had the Northern Trust open. Obviously, there's tons of storylines, but, I mean, we do have someone who is there in Reed. And Reed, I gotta ask you guys finished twenty ninth. Do you know how many cuts in a row this is now? Um, Congratulations, by the way. Thank you, man. That's, I appreciate it. That's, that's some good, good stuff. We're a lot of fun. I think what is it, Zach? Four or five? Eight. No, no, we missed it. Work day. You withdrew from oh yeah, yeah, it's true. You withdrew in the end. So, but it, it was a withdrawal, so you didn't miss the cut. Right. I guess technically, yeah. I mean, we just didn't want to go. I mean, yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, we, we, got, we got called off the golf course and and whatnot, and uh, uh, with a hole left, and we were like six shots outside the cut. I, I don't even know what happened, but we didn't, we ended up not coming back and, uh, you know, withdrawn or whatever. I mean, yeah. There was, you looked down at Mirfield Village at the work day, and there was probably 15 withdrawals. Yeah, but you you guys have missed two cuts now, I think, since the restart. Right. It's been, like, different in the game and everything going on after COVID. Well, I mean, not a whole lot's been different as far as uh, cuts, you know, cuts made. I mean, we haven't missed a whole, a whole bundle. I think we've missed maybe five this, this season. Um, but, you know, it just, it just comes down to sticking to your same game plan and getting disciplined in the areas that, you know, you need to be disciplined and, and going after the areas that you know you're good at on certain holes that fit your eye and fit your suit and pins that are, that are put in an area that you feel like you can get to and whatnot. I mean, you got to pick areas where you can attack it. And I think when it comes down to the end of the day, like, you know, we've just been rather steady because we, we have a game plan. We kind of, you know, know what we're looking for. You know, we don't get we don't bring too much risk into play as long as, you know, there's not a situation. I mean, if you got to make eagle or something on the last hole or whatever, you know, whatever. There's situations to call for it. But it's a lot of percentage plays. I mean, there's not one time where we bring more risk in than the reward. And I mean, at the end of the day, that kind of keeps our, our numbers down a little bit and, and keeps them, you know, more consistent. Yeah. And you guys, you guys finished 29th. You're now, I think, 34th in the FedEx Cup. So yeah, getting up there. You know, Let's go. Do you have any idea around what needs to happen for you to get into the top thirty? We're we're thinking a uh, solo eleventh or twelfth is what 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 projections are saying, and it's a seventy man field with no cut. Does the PGA Tour give you guys an idea and say like give you that information? Because I feel like it's impossible to figure out on your own. Yeah, I mean. No, they don't give us information uh, per se. I don't think they don't give at least the caddies it, but. I think if you go ask an official or someone who works for the tour, you know, they, I'm sure they kind of have been looking and have a guesstimate. I mean, nothing's ever for sure, but um, a solo 11th is probably going to get us in. 12th, 13th, 14th could be 
close. Uh, but I, then again, who knows? It could be a solo fifth that we need. You know, you just go play your game and hold every pot and whatever and sign the scorecards and however it is, however it is. Yeah, and, and you guys shot 10 under. So you shot, you ended up finishing nine back of a reasonable score and yeah. 20 back of, uh, I think this was like above mini tour scores we saw there, 30 under for Dustin Johnson. I don't know, Brady, if you have any uh, input on what it's like to shoot 30 under, have you ever done it over four, four rounds? Uh, yeah, actually, I did do it once at, uh, in Minot, North Dakota. <laughs> what is that uh, like? What, I mean, everything. Kind of, uh, I don't, the look, hole looked like a garbage can, and I was driving at like 340 down the middle, and I, could, I felt like I could have swung however I wanted to, and it was just going to go. Yeah. I think I, I, think I, hit, I, think I hit 68 greens out of 72. I think or DJ, something, something like that. The stat of the week I saw on DJ was he had like three bogeys and like five eagles. He had more eagles than he had bogeys. And <laughs> yeah, that he pl- I was man. I watched him play a little bit. I was he was playing that other level type of golf. It was just silly. Yeah. I mean, his last. <laughs> it was it was so cool to watch. His last month has been like the definition of golf. He shot. Two 280s and a 78, and then goes and shoots a 27 in nine holes and 30 under. Like, yeah, and not, not very often can you come off the golf course shooting 60 and say, I parred the last seven holes. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> like never, never. I, I just, I can't believe I, I was watching, I was honestly looking at my phone during the round. I was playing because Scheffler had already shot 59. And I don't know if you got, any of you guys know, has anybody ever shot 59 in uh, two 59s in a tournament, let alone the same round? No, it's never happened. Mm-hmm. I didn't think yeah. I don't think so. No, there's crazy. You think Scotty Scheffler was in, like, the clubhouse sweating, like, hoping DJ wouldn't do it and, like, overshadow his 59? Hey, man. I, I, remember, some- I remember we were driving. I was driving home after, after the round. And I was just uh, looking at the scoreboard, and I saw six under through four. And I'm like, there's no way. That's got to be a glitch, and, you know, something's got to be punched in wrong or something. And sure as shit, I checked like an hour later, and it was still the same. I turned on the TV. I was like, oh, my goodness, man. It was like 11 under through 11 holes or something. 11 under through 11. That's like, that's the most disappointing 60 of all time. It is. That's what I'm saying. It's like, he, I bet he didn't feel great about it. No, he probably got home. He's like, he could have shot a 55. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's... And the very birdieable 18th. I mean. And it was pretty yeah. unlucky how it happened. He overhit the fairway. It was right down the middle. Yeah. Back oh. it through, yeah. That's such a DJ thing to do. <laughs> it's a pretty far. He probably didn't even care, honestly. He's probably like, oh. Well, he got- <laughs> yes, I, I want your guys' opinion on this. If uh, every player's playing their best, is DJ the best in the world? No, Tiger Woods. Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> Read it, DJ is, yeah. DJ is unreal. Dude, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to – I mean, if he's playing well in all his games, it's hard to go and hit 
340 and down the middle, dude. Yeah. I mean, they have wedges into par five sometimes. Like, What's, Rory, if he's firing on all cylinders, Rory is is right up there, man. Right. And he, nice and, You know, it's just it, – it, 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 in those areas of some of the golf course, if it's war, warm and whatnot and the ball's flying, sometimes those guys can just take it over all the trouble, you know? And, and basically, who gives a hell if I hit it in the rough even? I'm going to have a 90-yard flip wedge in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's uh, what the concept I feel like is right now to score. That's just what golf is kind of becoming. Right. That's why Bryson went in the gym and put on 40 pounds and 300 yards on his driver. Right. So Bryson missed the cut. No, but he's obviously he's already had success with what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, missing cuts are just part of golf. That's going to happen to anybody. It happens, yeah. 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 And then, uh, the last thing on the the Hubbard talk last week, Rita texted us before the show that we kept talking about Siwoo Kim almost acing two holes. You guys almost uh, had one on number eight. Did you guys? Did you? Was there a video of that? There was no video, but I have full faith in you, dude. <laughs> hey, where that. Where that ball came down to where the ball ended up, I had don't know how it didn't go in. It had it lipped out, huh? It, 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 I don't know if it changed. It, it, dude, it had to have been half looking over the lip going by. That's wild. Yeah. So, so you – this the story there is you misread it. You gave him the wrong you. read. I misread the tee shot. Yes, I did. That is on you. <laughs> we'll, know, we'll know who to call. Uh, then we got, uh, we got, as always, one of our newer segments on the show. We want to recap all of our prior guest finishes. So, you know, we're going to be getting a lot of wins now, now that we had Brady on the show. He seems to uh, make a habit of that. But we got Jimmy Stanger, another top finish. He came fifth this week. Yes, he did. Wolf, 37th. Sig, 51st. Pendrith, 68th. And then, unfortunately, Taylor Moore missed a cut, but I think – in the last three weeks, they're like 14 for 15 combined. So, uh, nice. keeping things good again. Love it. Love it. Cup makers, man. Cup makers. And then today, I don't know if you guys saw this. It just happened recently. Phil Mickelson teed off for the first time in his career on the Champions Tour. Shot a, <laughs> up a low 61, the lowest round ever in a debut round on the Champions Tour. Yeah, Brady, what do you think of Phil playing on the senior tour? I actually – I haven't really looked into that yet. I haven't – I got the notification on my phone, and I haven't – I just got here and, and we got on the phone. So, uh, fill me in. What happened? He, he shot, shot 61. In his first senior tour round ever. Not just that. He shot 61, and he made a bogey on a par five. <laughs> <laughs>
wasn't going to make the next tournament, so he just wants to go play some golf for some cash, or I don't know what what he's thinking. Yeah, and I know uh, Nolan. I think you had a you had a fact related to your favorite golfer. Yes, we might as well get into it. The uh, Tiger stat of the pod. So, kind of oh. relating, kind of relating to Phil. Uh, Brady, you've never seen someone so obsessed with Tiger Woods as this guy. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm right up there, man. He's given it his yeah. own segment. We had no choice. <laughs> Love it. No choice. It wasn't even my decision. It was Tiger's. He he told me so. A- anywho, um, so Phil Mickelson. Lefty, we all know him as lefty. He's a great left-handed golfer. Not that many left-handed golfers have been on the PGA Tour. Um, but if you combine every single left-handed golfer's win on the PGA Tour, you get 84 PGA Tour wins, and that is just enough to pass Tiger Woods at 82. That is your stat. All the lefties. Wow. I That's think also wild. There's not a lot of lefties, but there's enough that that shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> yeah, at some point, Tiger, I I think will pass that, so that'll be impressive. More than all lefties. <laughs> that'll be like the big stat. You know, it's like he passed Sam Snead. They're gonna make a big thing when he passes 84. That'll be like even bigger. Like he passed all the lefties. Just 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 uh, kind of a second thought. Just brainstorming. Besides Phil, what lefty has ever won a major? Mike Weir. Mike Weir. <laughs> Baba. 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 Dude, that's that's probably like six. That's it, isn't it? Right there. Unless there's one like from back in the way in the heyday, but I think of a recent memory. It's just those three, right? Yeah, I think it's just those three. Like you said, I feel like someone did it like seventy years ago. Oh, yep. There's one more. Um, Bob Charles. Bob Charles, huh? Yeah. Reed's favorite golfer, Bob Charles. <laughs> hey, I got my, uh, little geography, uh, question of the day. Questions. You got to give us a preview of where we are this week for context. We are coming out of you to, uh, from Chicago here. So Chicago geography slash trivia. What river in the Chicago area is the only river in the world that flows backwards? But how is that even a thing? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? What what direction is forwards and what direction is backwards? All, almost all all rivers flow from north to south. Okay. And 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 in the south. Hey, wait! Did you say because there is another one? There's one river that in Chicago that flows backwards. It's the only river in the world that flows backwards. No, flows. that's a straight-up lie because I know of another one. Well, is this is this like a is this like a riddle? No, that's Chicago, what I, thought. I thought it was gonna be like the backwards river. It's it's the Chicago River. The Chicago River is the only, <laughs> only river that flows backwards. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Wait, what, oh. what's the other river, Nolan? And just, uh, just, yeah, there's a little bit of backstory on it. The, reser- the reversal uh, technique was, uh, for sanitation reasons, to divert sewage away from Lake Michigan's water supply. Oh. So is it, it's not a natural river? It must not be. It was, it was recognized as being the largest public earth-moving project ever completed. Oh, interesting. See, 
that makes it that makes her claim true then because i know of a natural flowing river that flows south to north because it's literally in my backyard the willamette river it was, it was naturally it naturally flowed north to south but they reversed it oh north well that's crazy how do you whoa i'm <laughs> put my mind in a blender as well <laughs> brady do you have any fun facts i feel like everyone should have a fun fact with them <laughs> no, I, not off the top of my head. I do not have one for you right now. Give me a second, though. <laughs> Maybe I can come up with one. When you get your fun fact, you could chime in. But we, 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 got, we shot at the geography question right off the bat. But I feel like we got to get into the event this week. Right. The second leg of the playoffs. And uh, you're going to be playing at the Olympia Fields in Chicago. So what can you tell us? What can you tell the listeners about it? I uh, went and walked the front nine today. Uh, big golf course. A lot of, uh, I wouldn't say a lot, but a, a good amount of elevation change in the front nine. Um, plus or minus three or four or five yards on tee balls and, and approaches. Uh, big sloping greens back to front. The rough around the greens from what I saw was uh, going to get, is able to get pretty gnarly by the end of the week. And if you're in the wrong spot pitching down the hill, you probably got no chance. Um, you know, a lot of that depends on how warm it gets and how firm they let it get, if, if there's any rain or whatnot. whatnot. But, um, uh, you know, golf is golf is funny like that. You know, Zach, you said you went out and played in uh, Canada? Yeah, I was in uh, Kelowna. I got to play my first round of golf in, like, two weeks. I know no one's been to Kelowna, but I played Black Mountain Golf Club. I don't know if any of you guys have played it. I feel like you haven't. I haven't played it, but I've heard of it. This course was by far, well, the nicest course I've played and the most difficult course I've played. It had, like, absurd elevation changes and the smallest fairways. I'm thinking, like, they could easily have a PGA Tour event there. I went with three buddies. I was the best, but as, as well, Brady doesn't know, but as these two guys know, I'm not known for my skill on the golf course, more just my mental, like, strength. I just will mentally dominate it. But unfortunately, I hit a lot of balls into the water. I hit a lot of balls into the woods. So as a team, we were four of us. We bought 15 balls to just play nine holes. After four holes, we had to call the front desk to bring us more balls. <laughs> oh, man. It was not pretty. That, oh, that's oh right. You'd be playing through, Brady. I, heard, I hope you weren't playing some Pro Vs, man. I hope you're... <laughs> no, no, we were playing some, some real poor quality balls, which is probably the problem, if we're being honest. Oh, yeah. That ball, it was like 200 yards OB, but it was going to curve the other way. But uh, I want a Jaeger bomb out of it all. Still had a good performance. Zach's favorite, by the way. <laughs> Jaeger bombs. <laughs> that looks like it brings back some bad memories. So, yeah, I don't know. Part of it inspired, I don't know the, bunch. inspired the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. I don't know a bunch about Olympia Fields, but I do know they played the U.S. Open in their few years back with Jimmy Furyk won it. And the thing I remember about it is it received a lot of scrutiny for being way too easy for U.S. Open. And basically the USGA said they'll never go back there because it was too easy of a course. I'm wondering if we're going to see another 30 under then <laughs> if it's not U.S. Open setup. I don't know, man. I mean, I think I think they're going to let the rough get long and they'll let the greens firm up a little bit. And you put those two together with some 
good back to front greens. I mean, who knows? I mean, as we saw last week, you never know what someone's going to go out and fire, but you know, they're going to do what they can to make it tough. I mean, it's second leg of the playoffs and people are, uh, you know, busting their butts to try to get to the tour championship in Atlanta. And so they're why not going to be yeah. Why do people care about so, – so many people are like, oh, why'd they make the course so easy? That, that shouldn't be a PJ Tour course. It's so easy. Why are they even playing it? Why do people care if scores are super low? I don't understand that. I, I, think, I, think, well, I think viewers enjoy I struggle more than succeed. I could give an answer to that. I'm on the other end of you guys. I like when the players struggle. No, see, I do too, but I don't have a problem with them annihilating our course either. One, hubs will crush the difficult courses. You know that. I know that. We all know that. Second, <laughs> we like to see them struggle because I am not shooting 30 under on a mini putt course, course, let alone a real golf course. So I like them double bogeying, triple bogeying, all the bogeys. I, I agree, Girl. but I, like, I don't see what the problem is with them showing how amazing they are and playing – what is still like pretty much harder than any most any courses we play and still murdering it like i i don't see why people have to get so worked up about that that's true these courses also are like incredibly difficult just people don't realize because of how good these guys are yeah well like like reed said if you take if you take you can take any golf course and if you just grow the rough out long and make the greens nice and firm that golf course instantly becomes more difficult no matter where you're playing multiple shots yeah no matter where you play you could be playing a muni or pebble beach it doesn't matter it makes yeah. it instantly more difficult for that course yeah so it's a good point good point i i will say i feel like almost everything every time i observe like a pj tour course the greens are always so much bigger than what like most people are used to playing you're like you know you're watching the guy hit a putt and you can't even see the other half of the green because they're so dang big um that's that i find very interesting and it puts a huge pressure on the putter which zach i, I know you struggle with the putter a little so. do i ever <laughs> I actually putted well when we put, played. Maybe one of my best putting rounds in, like, years. Really? Just tap it in. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Yeah, just tap it in. Tap, tap. <laughs> uh, going into this week, though, I think we all, uh, to close things off, we got, we got one more thing after we give our picks, but let's go with that right away. Nolan, I'll shoot to you for your pick to win it this week. Oh, gosh. My pick to win? I Can, can I defer? <laughs> <laughs> last year or last last round i picked what was that i said if brady is ready to give his otherwise i could give mine usually i go last so i get uh the worst pick <laughs> i mean it's hard to not bet on dj after he just played the way he just played <laughs> it seems reasonable i'm gonna probably i'm probably gonna go with dj back to back back, to back. I mean, he did yep. win by 11 shots, so he could have just not played, like, two rounds and still would have won. Yeah, he's, he's, he's fresh. He, <laughs> exactly. It's like he didn't even play. Right. No strap. Nolan, are you ready now? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead. Um, 
I'm going to go with a dude who has been playing some really good golf lately. Um, he is a, uh, a strong uh, advocate for um, another podcast out there that many people love, um, but I won't mention them. I'm going to go with Kevin Kisner this week. Uh, oh. he's, he's always rolling it good, and he's been hitting the ball really well. So I think we uh, Browns last week, man. What's that? Play with him Thursday, Friday last week. Yeah, he was he was definitely rolling. Yeah, so I'll I'll give kids. I think he'll pull it off this week. We'll see. I don't. It's been a while since I've seen him win. So. Yeah, and then uh, Reeves second. I uh, I'm gonna go with a guy who is who uh, big moments. Uh, maybe hasn't come through as much as he should, but I think his brightest moments are in the future. That's Xander Shoffley. Oh, yes. and uh, I, like, I like that. I love that pick. I love that pick. And uh, finally, my pick. I thought one of you guys was going to pick him. He has a sixth-place finish last week, 13th the week before, and then a first-place finish two weeks before that. I got to go with uh, the Spaniard, John Rom. I feel like he's won on tour, but I feel like – He's really flying under the radar for some reason and just keeps having these top finishes. So I don't know. I that, like would, that would be huge because, uh, I mean, pretty much if you're in the top 15, 20 right now in the standings and you win this week, you're going to be that, that number one spot going into the Tour Championship, which obviously is a big advantage with the new scoring system they rolled out. Yes. I completely forgot about that. Now that you just brought it up, do you, I like fully blanked on me that we're getting to do the new scoring system this I year. I feel very weird about it because you're still credited with a PGA Tour win if you win that tournament, but you're you're already. I mean, if you're the first, if you started in first place, you're already a couple of strokes ahead of people. So it's kind of weird. It's a but. thirty person tournament, so it's already like weird in that sense. It's true. But, but, yeah, like, I feel like, is it possible to win if you're coming in 30th? You're, like, 10 stroke, strokes back, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, I feel like uh, pretty tough. But it sort of makes sense at the same time. You should have an advantage if you dominated all season going into the Tour Championship. That's the point of it all. Well, you did have an advantage in the, the old way because it was just all by points at the end, and they treated, they treated the Tour Championship like a tournament a solo tournament itself and I don't know I feel weird because it's it's skewing that win a little even more than it already was <laughs> yeah that's fair and before we close things off uh let's bring up this new PGA Tour 2k21 I don't know what the deal with it is I have Brady I don't know if you've seen it my, the host, my last host I just had in Fargo actually just downloaded it. So I did get to watch him play. I, I didn't play. I'm not, I'm not much of a video gamer. But uh, it looks pretty crazy. It looks really realistic. Oh, really? And uh, that's, I, watched him play one, I watched him play one hole, so I don't really have a ton of info for you. But it looks cool. <laughs> did you know if it's really real? It looks, it looks cool. It's like the old Tiger Woods game where everyone just shot like 60. 
No, I think I think he might have made a nine on the first hole. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Let's so it looks it looks pretty realistic and difficult. Hey, but guys. for guys that play and every there's those guys that are crazy good at video games and they'll figure it out and shoot fifty eights and stuff. <laughs> Reed, Nolan, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on it. I haven't even I haven't even seen it. The only game I've played in the last ten years is Call of Duty. And you are well allegedly good at the game. No, no, no. Not even compared to some of these people that play. <laughs> I have zero kills. Still sitting on zero kills. <laughs> oh, Zach. Zach, I think I'm going to get it. I, I really uh, – I've been itching for a new golf game. I always used to get the Tiger Woods PGA Tour. So, um, I think I'll get it and get I'll it. See, see how it goes. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. I, yeah, I heard it's it's pretty realistic and pretty hard to get used to. So. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I, I gotta I do. It. I gotta get my golf somehow in the winters out here. I, I tried playing winter golf the last winter, man, and it it took a toll on me. So, <laughs> yeah, and also we gotta before we let you go, we gotta bring up. Uh, I'm currently on the quest to enter a mini tour event, Brady. As uh, you heard, yeah. over under on my round is. Uh, over 30 and a half over par, or over 100 over par for the entire tournament. Uh, do you think really be pissed if I played with him? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, like if you were yeah, paired absolutely. up, yeah, <laughs> if you were paired up with this schmuck. <laughs> but it, it, it that just it, it really does depend on like the person because. Uh, and like the mood they're in, because I, if I'm in a great mood that day, I can deal with just about anything. But if <laughs> you know you're gonna get somebody that might just tell you to do just quit. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you <laughs> like read on the bag, read will fuck him up. <laughs> if Brady's like one over through like the first five holes, you know he's just gonna be pissed the rest because he's like gonna be blaming it on you the rest of the time. No. Uh, um, I don't even know, man. I could never imagine. Well, we play with amateurs in the Pro-Am, and I think the first round this last term I played in, my amateurs shot 90, 92, 98, and 101. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's tough to deal with, but they, they're they the reason that they we're able to make the money, so we just deal – you know, you got to deal with it. So Who's your arch nemesis? Yeah, I think it depends on – on the Dakotas tour? Yeah, you, we'll, we'll figure out a way to get me in a group with them. I I mean, I bet you that you guys could probably tell me. <laughs> Who your nemesis is? I, I, I feel like it's pretty obvious. And me, me, me and Andre Metzger go at it quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, that guy? I've seen that guy out there. Any, anybody, that, anybody that actually follows the Dakotas tour regularly would the last three years – I mean, I think I've played in the final group with Andre uh, six, seven, eight times, somewhere in there. Yeah. And he's he, he's one of my good buddies, too. I love that guy. He's uh, He he makes me better, and I try to make him better. Wait, so uh, I'll be paired up with Andre Metzger. People can stay tuned. <laughs> well, if you get paired up with Andre Metzger and you shoot over 100, I would just not talk to him. <laughs> oh, exactly. Reed's gonna be the charming teddy bear. 
always read are you on the bag i'll be on oh you're you're fine dude you can do whatever you want then <laughs> we're gonna crush Speaking it of, and by the way that winter golf reed you know all about the winter golf and when we were juniors fucking nasty Oh, it was disgusting. Mud, mud up to your knees. Fucking come in. All you want is a warm shower. <laughs> oh. Play, we, I remember playing with you in the Budweiser a couple of years ago, and it was it was so cold, and so it rained, and I think it might have snowed a little bit. Yeah, it did snow. Ugh, brutal. Yeah. Well, uh, do we do we have any anyone have anything they want to add before we close things off? Oh. I'm good, Zach. And uh, ready for a good week. Yeah, yeah. Good luck to you, Reed. And uh, Brady, same to you. Hopefully we'll get to have you on again soon. And uh, we'll need you to keep me out of trouble on the Dakota's tour when I get out there. And thanks so much for making the time to come on. We It was a great time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I had a good time. I've, I've never done one of these before, so I'm looking forward to doing it again. Oh, so, yeah, we're getting you in peak form. Now everyone's going to come calling. <laughs> I really appreciate it. It was cool. Yeah. Thanks, Bye, Brady. Boy.